Greetings in Jesus' name. What a privilege for me, Kevin Williams, once again of Death Postponed Ministries, to share the Word of God with you and with all the listeners. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is, always be, one, alive and powerful, two, sharper than any double-edged sword, three, penetrating even to dividing, four, soul and spirit, five, joints and marrow, six, it judges the thoughts, seven, and the attitudes of the heart. Complementary to Hebrews chapter 4, 12 is 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is, one, it is God's breath, and it is, A, useful for teaching, B, useful for rebuking, C, useful for correcting, and D, useful for training in righteousness. Many blessings to you this morning. This is Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. And my theme, as we are busy uh, investigating the, the preeminency and the pre-existence of Christ uh, before creation and even before the foundation of man. My theme today, the visibility of Messiah before humanity. Again, I want to state, this is my theme for the day, the visibility of Messiah before humanity. Now remember that before the creation of the world, Christ existed before everything. And he is the very reason that everything came to existence, came into existence because of his choice. So we are in existence, you are in existence, and it means it is all because of the person of Christ. Before we continue our study, ancient principles from the Bible for today's problems, let's understand and review what ancient means as per my personal meditation. One, ancient refer more to the person of Christ and his eternalness. Two, Hebrew chapter 13, verse 8, encompasses this reality, this eternal reality. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Three, Jesus as the Christ is called the ancient of days that existed in unity with God the Father and with God the Holy Spirit. For, remember, God is one, but for the benefit of man and humanity, revealed himself as three identifiable personalities. They are eternally the same. Five, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, we find this phrase, ancient of days, mentioned. The prophecy the ancient of days I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit listen to this whose garment was white as snow and the hair of the head like pure wool again I want you I want you to read 
Daniel chapter 7 verse 13, the prophet, the prophet Daniel saw it was with divine permission granted to him that he would see the ancient of days. I beheld, he says, till the thrones were cut down, and the ancient of days did sit with garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. 6. Old Testament text, Daniel chapter 7, 13, meets New Testament confirmation as per John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 7. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's problem gives us a certain future because the person of Christ and his word contained in scripture is one timeless, two everlasting, and three it gives us and it created a firm foundation. Yes, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone as per Ephesians chapter 2, 19 to 22. Today, in the midst of global instability and anxiety, I present for my pastoral meditation Jesus Christ as the Ancient of Days. I believe that He existed before the foundation of the world, before everything was who came into existence or created. He existed billions and billions of years before. And by his own volition, I would say by his own mind and by his own choice, he, he created whatever exists today. That's why I say that God was, not, God was not discovered by man, but God revealed himself by his own volition. Today I say, in the midst of global instability and anxiety, I present for my personal meditations, Jesus Christ as the ancient of days. He existed before time began. I want to say again that the ancient of days represents that he existed before time began. He started the time clock of the human race. Now listen to this. I want you to know that it is Jesus Christ in his pre-existence that started the time clock for you and for me. You will usher in a new heaven and a new earth as per his eternal plan. I call for mental occupation of Christ irrespective of what the time and season is. Listen again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I continue with my current study the pre-Messianic existence of Christ with Adam. Point A. Messiah is creator. I want you to know that this person called Jesus in the New Testament is the pre-existent one who is called the creator of heaven and earth. Psalm 121 verse 2 reveals the identity of Messiah. He is called the Lord. One. From Psalm 21, 
from verses 1 to verse 8, the author places emphasis on the phrase of the Lord by mentioning it five times in the entire song. So five times the phrase the Lord are being mentioned. Two, the number five is reflective in nature insomuch that it refers to the following. A, the first five books of the Bible are called the Torah, the first five books of God. B, five introduces God as spirit as per John 4 verse 24. C, five is the number representing redemption. Jesus is the redeemer of you and me. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ redeemed us. Christ is in the business of redeeming even today. D, the number five represents the perfection of the natural order. The number four. With the addition of one, Messiah, or the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So five represents Creator who caused the world to come into existence. E, as the thumb on the palm of our hands connects the other four fingers, so Messiah, Jesus Christ, connects with the four of this world to perfect the natural order. So the person of Christ, his presentation in this world is to bring perfection in imperfection. It is to bring peace amidst a storm. It is to create stability in sinking sand. When the world pulls you down, Messiah comes to pull you up. Point three, the phrase the Lord introduces the second person of the Trinity. The self-revealed God into focus. The Messiah was always the revealed representative in the Godhead. Four, the Lord is the English translation for Yahweh in the Hebrew. So complementing in the Hebrew is the term Yahweh. It is the Lord in English. Five, according to Hebrew, Hamatria, the value of Yahweh is the number six. Very majestic, very amazing. Six, Yahweh and its numerical value represents creator as per Genesis 1.26. 7. Genesis 1 verse 26 states the following. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So the number 6, the Hamatra number 6 represents the identity of creator, Yahweh. Point eight, Messiah Jesus Christ is creator with special emphasis to the creation of Adam. Because Genesis 1.26 represents the, the, the intention brought into reality. Listen to Genesis 1.26 again. And God said, means God decided that the Elohim, God the Trinity, in the unity, let us make man in our image, 
after our likeness and let them have dominion. So Adam was created to have dominion, but it also to reflect who and what that is. Nine, Yahweh are being defined. Listen to the definition of the term Yahweh or the Lord. A, he who makes that which has been made. B, he bring into existence whatever existed. So nothing that is existing comes from sub or by the thought of man. It comes by the purposeful, the intentional creator and the creativity of God. Yahweh being defined again. A, he who makes that which has been made. B, he brings into existence whatever existed. Hallelujah. Adam comes from the very mind of God, and God fashioned and formed him to be in fellowship with him. So Messiah will never abandon you. He will never abandon me. Irrespective of what happens in our life, we have a sure foundation, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ten, so who created Adam? And everything that exists, Jesus Christ. Our Messiah, as per Colossians 1 verse 16, I say, who created Adam? Who created the entire universe? And I say, in everything that is in it, it is the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our Messiah, as per Colossians 1 16, listen to Colossians 1 verse 16. For by him, Jesus Christ, all things were created, things in heaven, and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So Messiah is the creator of heaven and earth. Point B, Adam knew Messiah. I want to reveal in this meditation that Christ, divinity, the, the oneness in the universe, existed before the creation of heaven and earth. He, create, he created the first man, Adam, for fellowship and to be, in, uh, to be a perpetual, a continual, company with man to be his companion. We need Christ more than ever before. So point B, Adam knew Messiah. One, Genesis 126, Messiah or Christ is the revealed person of the Godhead who created heaven and earth. Two, Genesis 2 verse 7, listen to this. Now comes the God has plotted and thought about, and our God is going to the formation or the fabrication of this, of this beautiful gift that comes from God, man. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man, praise the Lord, of the dust of the ground and breath into his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became a living being. Man became a living soul. So we are in this world to reflect who and what God is. Praise the Lord. Genesis 2, 7 again. And the Lord God for man of the dust 
of the earth or the dawn and breath into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul point three isaiah chapter 64 verse eight continues the explanation of genesis 2 7 but now O lord thou art our father we are the clay and thou art the potter and we all are the work of thy hand it, it, it renders a clarity on Genesis 2 7 but now O Lord thou art our father the source of creation we are the clay and thou art the potter so from the dust of the earth God wet the dust and becomes clay and God is the potter and we are all the works of thy hand so I am the very reflection of Messiah the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Four. so Genesis 2 7 states that from the dust Adam was formed but Isaiah 64 8 reveals that Yahweh the Lord the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made clay from the dust as like a potter and fashioned the body of Adam I am fashioned indirectly but Adam was fashioned and formed directly from the hand of God 5 Job 10 verse 8 connects Genesis 2 7 and Isaiah 64 8 and calls God to create something unique called Adam now listen to Job 10 8 thine hands have shaped me and fashioned me together round about again I say thine hands have shaped me and fashioned me together round about 6 Job 33 verse 6 I am the same as you in God's sight I too am formed from clay what is what 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 is so fantastic that that man did not just come or evolve after ages or decades no 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 we are the very mind of God displayed so I am a manifestation of Christ you are a manifestation of Christ Genesis chapter 2 14 and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it eight both the tabernacle in the desert and the ark of Noah represents fellowship and protection between creator and creation so the God of Eden was a place of perpetual fellowship creator with creation so I believe that Adam saw a new Messiah before he would one day reveal himself in humanity nine therefore Eden represents the place of fellowship for creator and creation called Adam ten so Adam knew Christ first and foremost creation saw his maker from the first moment he became a living soul I believe and I'm convinced that man saw his maker he is creator the Messiah the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before his humanity before he would come 2,000 years ago to become frail like you and like me why to come and to destroy the works of the devil 
He is the manifestation of the goddess. Again I say, so Adam knew Christ first and foremost. Creation serves his maker from the first moment. He became a living soul. Living. Creator God presented themselves in the form of a man and visited Adam and Eve on a daily basis for hundreds and hundreds of years. There was a mutual consent. There was a, there was a relationship between creator and creation. Point C. Messiah to the rescue. Remember, God fashioned and formed Adam for himself. That's why I understand now that he, he's a jealous God because he is the creator of me. He's the creator of you. And when we, when we, become lovers of this world when we love this world more than we love God then it creates a jealousy in God because only in the Messiah can I become perfect and pure within my person see Messiah to the rescue Genesis 3 verse 8 and I heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden one and they heard the voice, represents the familiar daily encounter of the maker for the purposes of fellowship. Walking uh, represents uh, a, a symbol of, of people, of man. Man walks, God don't walk. God is a spirit. But, but I believe this speaks about the shaking by Adam they saw the, the, the pre-messianic presence God in human form because there's a problem man fell from grace he was deceived and was destroyed by the powers of darkness and of Satan two at this moment Adam and his wife fell from grace meaning they are now engulfed with guilt and self-condemnation there is guilt and self-condemnation in our world today you need the messiah you need messiah to the rescue your creator know how to redeem and how to restore you and how to restore me three sin and rebellion separated god and man yet creator continue to pursue fellow man until he is found I don't know what you are experiencing today, but I say call upon the name of Jesus and God will pursue you as he is unrelentless, he is unstoppable, he seeks and to save. Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrated his own love for, for us in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. It is the unrelentless, unabated, the continual coming to you and come to me because he wants to redeem you back into your fellowship with him. Five, the statement the Lord God walked in the garden finds its purpose and revelation in 1 John 3 verse 8. Listen to this. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
So, so when, when the Lord came walking to Adam and Eve, he came because he, he knew that man failed, man fell from grace. They are now, they are now exilic in themselves. They have, they have left their love for God. And now they find themselves naked and empty. And God knowingly that they had sinned, still pursue unrelentlessly, unabatedly seeking to restore man. So Messiah before his humanity came to Adam to redeem him. Therefore walking referred to God taking on the garment of man and manifest himself in times of trouble to redeem, we are in the days of trouble. These are evil days. And Jesus Christ is, is available to redeem you and to redeem me. Luke chapter 19.10 For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I say he is still seeking. You call upon Jesus and God will rescue me as you rescued me. He will rescue you and rescue me. The point eight, the visit of God and the fall of Adam in the garden was redemptive. It was restorative. Insomuch that God's love came to the rescue of Adam from sin, sorrow, and separation. So, even though they fell from grace, Messiah came in the form of man to, 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 to dust the man over, to, to clean him over, and to redeem him, to forgive him. He, we, have a, we have a restorative, redemptive love from God to you and to me. Now the eternal work of the Son of Man is to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus Christ is so busy destroying the works of the devil. That occurred before Adam. And he's going to destroy the works of the devil on behalf of Adam. We are not alone. God is with us. Christ destroyed the works of the devil before the creation of man. Christ destroyed the works of the devil on behalf of man, Adam. Christ is still busy today to destroy the works of the devil. I say, although unseen, Messiah is the universal reality. God is spirit. Ten, the beauty of Messiah will always be John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Messiah came to redeem. Messiah came to restore. And I want you to read again John 3, 17. For God, the word for is the word better. In times of trouble, God did not send his son into the world to condemn Adam and Eve, but to redeem, to save the world through him, through the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The eternal presence of Christ is the eternal bridge between heaven and earth. Jesus Christ is God and available for every test, trial, trial and trouble. I want, to, I want to close today by saying the eternal presence of Messiah throughout 
the prehistory before Adam and the history of Adam and post the history of humanity represent the eternal breach between heaven and earth. Jesus Christ is God and available for every test, trial, and tribulation. This is Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk. The visibility of Messiah before humanity. The peace of the Lord be upon you. Amen.